Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Freely Nourish, the podcast that empowers you to break the cycle of dieting by teaching you to nourish your body well. I am your host, registered dietitian, Erin Casey, and I am also the owner of New You Nutrition and Counseling, where we believe that you can reach all of your health goals at just about any body size. So if you are ready to let go of that toxic cycle of shame and regret surrounding food and rather welcome a new relationship that empowers you to nourish your body, feel good in your own skin, and feel free to consume all of the foods that you love, then let us know how we can help you. The easiest way to do that is to visit our website, which is newunutrition.com. I will link that below. We have all of our options in terms of services listed on the um website. There is a digital products page that has a lot of free downloads as well as group courses that are basically things that you just kind of work through in your own pace. We also have options for scheduling one-on-one nutrition consults, and we also have the option to schedule a free discovery call. So I will link that as well specifically, but it is basically a 15 minute call with me. And you basically tell me what it is that you are looking to achieve when it comes to your health and your nutrition. And I tell you what we have to offer offer the price ranges of everything and kind of link you up with the best fit. All of our pricing options are are different. Um, One-on-one counseling is obviously the most expensive, but then we also have things like um, group programs that are that are relatively cheap. We also have some downloadable courses that are that are a little bit cheaper. And then of course we do have a couple of freebies that that we can get you linked up with as well. So lots of options for you. Uh, and I will link all of those in the show notes below. So today, what I wanted to talk to you about is why you should keep your comments and thoughts about anybody else's body to yourself. Now, Honestly, the the listeners that I feel like I tend to attract probably know that, right? So most of this, if you are somebody who comments on other people's bodies or, you know, fat shames anybody, then like definitely listen up. But this is also for the people who have had their body talked about, um, you know, either without their permission or despite them trying to set boundaries about it. Um, this is this is for you as well. So First things first, um, you know, my clients come to me with this issue a lot. They come to me saying that, you know, that people that they work with, and, and especially I, I post this in, in January, either, either early, late January, early February is when the episode will go out. So we have been just bombarded for the last month or so with all kinds of toxic diet culture bullshittery, right? Everywhere you turn, there are commercials on the radio, on TV about different, you know, different types of diets with the, with the goal of weight loss. Every gym you walk into has like a new year, new you promotion or whatever going on. And, you know, it can, it can get really toxic, even in places like your workplace, you know, if your different coworkers are buying into some of these things, that's fine. That's their choice. But also they may be then feeling the need to make unwanted commentary on your food choices or your body. Um, what sparked kind of my, my rage and my, my need to record this episode 
was I actually caught wind of such an interaction. Um, I'm not going to say where, and I'm not going to say who, but basically there was um, someone at work who was told by a medical doctor that the lunch she was eating just by herself in the break room was apparently uh, not healthy, according to that particular doctor. Um, and, and frankly, that's something that's HR-able uh, because of the power dynamic in, in that situation. But that, that said, it's not always HR-able. Um, so and it just kind of sparked this rage in me that like no one deserves to have, you know, be sitting there innocently eating their lunch um, and be told that what they're eating is unhealthy. It doesn't matter what you are eating. It doesn't matter what size your body is. Like that's just quite simply not okay. And I think it is, it, it, I think it's just, it, it reminds me that sometimes people need reminding of that too, because I think particularly people in larger bodies, frankly, just deal with this shit so much that we forget that it's not fucking okay. Um, it is not okay. Uh, it, it's not okay at all. I also have lots of clients who have eating disorders and are, you know, told by various coworkers that, you know, they should be following keto or, you know, they should be trying to lose weight. And they're just kind of like coming to me week after week, just trying to fix their relationship with food. And frankly, these people are creating an uphill battle for them. Um, so I, I think it's just important because diet culture is so normalized because weight stigma and weight bias is so normalized because we have this erroneous association between, um, our weight and our body size and health. We think that it's okay. Right. Not only do you like people feel free to like speak freely, like we would never, and this was the in, in my personal situation, this is kind of what I likened it to. I'm like, it would not be okay for that provider to come in and speak to someone who was eating, I don't know, sushi or, or something that was kind of of a certain cultural cuisine and say, that's a weird thing to eat for lunch. Why would you eat that? Um, that's not okay. Right. That would be considered like racist and it would be considered, you know, definitely problematic, but because she said it was unhealthy and she's a doctor, um, that's okay. Right. And it's not okay. It's, it's no more okay than asking somebody why they're wearing like a sari or a turban or like anything like that. Like none of those things are okay. Um, and, and we need to stop telling people that commenting on their bodies, whether it's the size of their body, whether it's what they're putting in the body, how they're moving it, none of those things are okay. Um, so I think it's, you know, and I think, again, I think that it's important one to remind anyone who's been the victim of those types of comments that, that, that is not okay. That is not something that you should tolerate. If it's in your place of work, you should absolutely go to HR about it. They may not be able to do anything immediately, but they should at least be able to document it. So therefore when it continues to happen, um, and continue, you know, make sure there's a paper trail of, of what's being said, whether it's like an email trail or, um, HR is, is physically taking notes, make sure that there is some type of documentation. Um, if it is in a place that you go, a place of business, so whether it's like a restaurant or a gym or things like that, um, you have every right to speak to management about what happened and you have every right to expect management to do something about it, whether it's asking the other person to leave, whether it is to like edit their policies of like code of conduct, um, notify that person or just kind of, you know, speak to them about the situation. Um, but you know, the, those, those things are, are not acceptable. Um, 
And it's also okay for you to set boundaries, right? Sometimes you don't have to go that far. Sometimes just a simple conversation with coworkers of like, look, I understand that you are on this like keto weight loss journey and it's like the greatest thing that's ever happened to you. But frankly, that's not me. Um, I am not trying to change my body size right now, or I am trying to change my body size, but I'm not going to use that method. I would have appreciated if you would just respect my methods and I will respect yours. Right. Um, sometimes just telling people like, Hey, what you're doing is making me uncomfortable and I don't appreciate it. Um, please stop doing it. Uh, that, that can go honestly a long way for a lot of people. Um, and for those of you who either still think it's okay, um, to, to speak about people's bodies or speak about people's intake, I have a couple of of points for you, but these are also for the people who have had their bodies spoken about, um, as a way to, as you navigate some of those conversations, either with the individuals who are doing it or with, you know, individuals in a position of power to do something about it. Um, this is really just to kind of give you a couple of of pointers and, and talking points. Um, and, and this is by no means a comprehensive list. And like I said, if you're interested in more talking points, like that would be a great thing to use a discovery call for. I'm happy to, I'm happy to do that as well. Um, so number one, you don't know the person's relationship with food, right? It doesn't matter what size their body is. Eating disorders strike people in all body sizes. Um, even if it is not a full-blown eating disorder, you don't know what that person's relationship to food is. Um, they may have a very strained relationship with food and they are trying to fix it. Um, and again, that can happen at any body size. Um, and I'm not just saying that people who are, who are seemingly thin are anorexic and people who are seemingly fat are um, our binge ears. That's, that's not necessarily the case at all. I've known plenty of obese anorexic patients. Um, and that, that is a real thing. The DSM five actually finally changed their diagnostic criteria to not have a BMI qualifier. So you can have anorexia if you are just demonstrating the behaviors of anorexia without necessarily experiencing weight loss and not necessarily, um, experiencing a a low or underweight BMI, um, because anorexia does strike at all sizes. And as we know, if you spent any amount of time on this podcast, how big your body is, is largely genetically driven. There are some lifestyle factors, of course, but plenty of people can starve themselves and still never be like underweight, um, or not be underweight until like they are very critically ill. Um, so, so again, anorexia can strike at any, at any size and, and binge eating can strike at any size for that matter. But both of those things are that are, are diseases that require intensive therapy, intensive mental work and restricting foods, um, in any sort of capacity is not the answer for those individuals at all. No, probably not ever, certainly not while they're kind of like going through the brunt of their recovery, but probably never at all in their life. Um, and that's, that's okay. This it's just, and I'll be, I'll tell my own story that like I recovered from anorexia and bulimia and I have gotten larger in my thirties as, as women do. And I, at one point tried to intentionally lose weight and it, it just wasn't good for me. I tried counting calories and I was right back where I started. Um, so intentional weight loss is just not something that is safe for me mentally. Um, and, and it may never be because I'm 10 years into recovery. So, um, you know, certainly people who are much younger in their recovery than that are not going to be okay hearing those kinds of triggering words. Um, 
you also don't know the cause of if their body has changed, that so they've gained weight or lost weight. You don't know the reason. Um, the reason may be that they are pregnant. The reason may be that they are undergoing cancer treatment and that's why they've lost significant weight. Um, the reason may be that, you know, hormone issues, like you just, you have no idea what is going on with that person. Um, I can't tell you how many people who have lost weight because of cancer treatments of chemotherapy and then are afraid to gain it back because the world treats them differently. Um, not just like the healthcare industry, like people treat them differently. And, it, you know, I'm telling you, I'm like, look, you've got to get your protein in like your body's wasting away. I'm very concerned about you. And they are just very scared to gain weight because they don't want to be back in the, in a fat body. Um, and because they've gotten so many compliments for their weight loss, both from healthcare practitioners, as well as just society at large. Um, so, and it, it's just heartbreaking. It's so heartbreaking to see because the people making those comments maybe mean well, but they probably don't know that the reason that person has dropped 40 pounds in three months is because they have cancer. Um, or if they, even if they know that they don't, like we just assume weight loss is good. Right. Uh, so it's like, Oh, wow, you look great. And it's like, well, thanks. I've been throwing up like three times a day for the past like six months. Um, not, not great. Um, like I said, you don't necessarily know whether or not that person currently has an eating disorder history, or frankly, a lot of eating disorders are just not diagnosed, um, because of false assumptions, because of stigmas. And honestly, because, disordered eating is so fucking normalized. Um, you know, restriction is normalized binging as a, you know, is seen as a like personal weakness rather than a response to restriction, which is what it is. Um, so I think it's just so, so important to recognize that like, you have no idea how much damage you could be causing. You really don't. Um, I think a lot of us, seem to think that like, oh, bullying people because they're fat is bad, but commending people because they're thin is good. That person could have a history of an eating disorder is engaging in behaviors again. And now you're just fueling the fire because you're basically re rewarding them for, for losing weight, even though they're going about it in completely unhelpful ways. You've not taken the time to understand that. You just think, oh, they've lost weight. They look great. That's good. It could be that could be the spark that lights them to continue on spiraling. Um, so that is, it is really not something we should be doing. Um, and then, you know, last, which I think should be obvious, but it's not, is that any comments about people's bodies, good, bad, or, or anywhere in between centralizes their body as something that is interesting or important about them. Um, your body and your weight is the least interesting thing about you, right? It, or it should be. Um, all of us, you know, in any context, whether it is, you know, a, a relationship, a, a friendship, a, a family member, a coworker, um, really anyone, right, is going to be more invested in you as a human or should be more invested in you as a human than you as in your physical body, even personal trainers, like you're trying to get them to a certain physical goal. Yes. But you also are interested in, or should be interested in kind of what, what are they trying to achieve and why what's motivating them? Um, 
what, why, why is this physical form so important to them? Um, things like that. And, you know, again, you're, you are focusing on a physical body, but you're also focusing on the functionality in a lot of cases of that physical body. So I think that's different. Um, so, so yeah, we don't know the relationship with food. We don't know why they have gained or lost weight. You know nothing about whether or not they have an eating disorder and you frankly could be doing a lot of harm there. Um, and, and obviously we don't want to centralize our bodies as, as the most important or, or interesting thing about us because they're not, um, what we have in our brains, what we have in our hearts, what we have in our souls is far and away more important than anything our body does or does not contain, right? Like those things stay constant. Those things are the things that we carry with us through this life. Our physical body is going to change. Um, it That's the way it works, <laughs> right? Um, so we really need to stop focusing on it because it's enough is enough. Um, so this is both a, um, a plea to anybody making these kinds of comments, but as well as a rallying cry to anybody receiving those comments that don't fucking put up with it. It's not okay. Um, and again, if you want more guided, um, you know, guidance on how to handle a particular situation you're in, book a discovery call. Let's talk about it. Um, I may be able to help. I may not be able to help you, but I, I may be able to offer you some tidbits. I may be able to offer you some resources. Um, I will say, oh, I don't have it in here anymore, but, um, maintenance phase podcast, which I will link in the show, show notes as well as, um, so maintenance phase is a podcast, um, produced by Audrey or Aubrey Gordon and Michael Hobbs. Um, and it, and it's great. They just go through just a ton of debunking of myths about various diets and just kind of, it's, it's just, it's so sarcastic and funny and I absolutely love it. So if you don't listen to maintenance phase, definitely go listen to maintenance phase. Um, and Aubrey Gordon, one of the co-hosts of Maintenance Phase, actually recently wrote a book. It's called You Just Need to Lose Weight and 19 Other Myths About Fat People. Um, and it details out a lot of things that most you know fat people have heard in their life before. So it's things like, you know, anybody can, you know, weight loss is just calories in, calories out. Um, anybody can cut their calories and lose weight. Um you know, fat acceptance is glorifying obesity. Um, there's, there's, a, you know, 20 of them altogether, but basically she has them lined out like myth by myth. And then just a couple of pages of references to each myth. And it's basically like the, the clap back is what I like to call it. So it's kind of, you know, um, uh, things like, you know, being fat positive is promoting obesity. You know, she'll detail out, for example, like all the psychosocial stressors that come with fat shaming. Um, and then also some of the evidence as to how, you know, being in a fat body does not necessarily <laughs> determine or, you know, create poor health. Um, so just things like that. Um, so I think that is a really, really good reference point too. If you are engaging in these conversations, she even has like it guided, like, prompts and discussion points and things like that. So if it's like a particular subject that you're having a conversation with someone about, it's a really good, uh, it's a really, really good reference for it. Um, so that's Aubrey Gordon. Um, you just need to lose weight and 20 or sorry, 19 other myths about fat people. And then the maintenance phase podcast is just, it's just great. Definitely <laughs> Listen to that one with that. That is all I have for you this week. Let me know in the comments if you found this helpful. Um, and then I will see you all next time. Have a great day.